Hi, it's Dee. Good morning and welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today it's my esteemed pleasure to have on actress, author, show host, Miss Dee Wallace. How are you today? I am just fabulous. How are you? Oh, it's great to hear from you. It's been a little while since I talked to you. Thank you so much for coming on, Dee. Always glad to be back. Always. How have you been? How have you been holding up through all this pandemic stuff? Well, you know, pretty darn well. Um, I just believe whatever, you know, you're handed. If it's lemons, you got to find some honey and make some lemonade. <laughs> so I get up every day and go, okay, these are my limitations. What can I create? And I just seem to be busy from morning till night. You know, you know, I've I've known you for a bit, and I don't think I've ever seen you stop working. So <laughs> I I am happy to say that's a true statement. <laughs> you know, and you know, as long as I'm creating something, I'm happy. You know, and and, and that's wonderful. And and you know, I want to start off on that part. I want to get into a little bit of your career, but I'd I'd love to get into that part because you're a, you're a very positive person. You're a tell it like it is person, which I respect. And 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 truly and honestly, and I'll say this. Uh, one of the nicest people in Hollywood that 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 there is. I mean, you know. Thank you. Um, thank you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. You know, I've I've seen you on set. I've seen you on the street, and you're always gracious to everyone and everybody. So I want I want to say that right off the bat, and you know, and you've always always made me feel that way any time I've ever been around you. So I always I want to share that with you first off. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and that's that's my vision for the world. That we all go out in the street and respect and love each other. And, and that's it. And, and that's funny because you bring, you know, and, and you're also a show host. And, uh, you know, you have your own show. And, and, and would you know, the content of you bring such, you know, you bring people up a lot. And, and right now, that's a really important part. I know you like to get that out there. So, you know, during people with times, you know, going through all these hard times right now, and, and you're putting a positive spin on things because we need that. Uh, tell us a little bit about how, you know, you work, you, you bring people up. Well, I teach them how to be responsibility for their own, uh, responsible for their own lives. Um, we're in a blame game these days, man. It's their fault. This is why I can't. This is who's holding me back. They're making me wear a mask. I mean, it's gotten to the point of being ridiculous. And it's, uh, I think that. The core issue is that we do not really believe that we have the power over our own lives, um, again, to create anything. I mean, last year, my younger brother committed suicide. I'm sorry. I had a choice. I was in the middle of shooting a movie. I had a choice. Now, a lot of people will go, you don't have a choice when things like that happen, but you always always have a choice in your life, whether you want to go to the positive or the negative. So I called my family and we cried and we spent two hours together and I got myself together and went to the set and shop for 10 hours. That was my choice about how to, there was nothing I could do about it. I, I knew that in every moment of his life, I was there for my brother in any way I could be. Yes, ma'am. So there was no guilt, you know. Um, of course I felt the loss. Of course I grieved. And I chose not to 
create my life around that. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and my and my thoughts and prayers again and once once again to you for that for your loss on that uh, on your brother. Thank you. Uh, you know, it, it is it is one of those things that definitely I I feel that you know that. To, 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 it's not always the easy day, you know, it's not always the easy day that you're going through and, and, uh, you know, taking the time to do so and, and going about what you're doing. I kind of took the same thing as I lost my father this year and we weren't close, uh, but it was, sorry. thank you. And, but it was kind of one of those things that look, you know, you kind of have to, you know, and it was right smack, right. As this stuff first started. So it was like, you know, there was nothing you could do at all. And, uh, and you can't feel guilty. And, you know, like you said, you were right there trying to do everything you can and, and that's what counts. And I, um, but, and I think that that's a lot of where you bring people up and people, you know, listen to you and listen to you, you know, you're not putting just a colorful spin on it. You're putting a reality on it is what, you know, what I've taken from your show, uh, is that, you know, you, you, you're not just spinning things to be nice and pretty. You're, you're, putting a reality to it and doing the best that you coming the best that you can from a certain situation. Don't you feel that way? Well, that's, yeah, that's my, that's my purpose in life. Whether I'm, I'm doing a movie or doing my healing work. I, my goal is to always be as truthful as I can be. Um, and I, I just, you know, I, people laugh because I spent half of my life doing horror films <laughs> and half of my life uh, helping people cure themselves from fear, right? So, but the two of them work really well together for me because I've spent a lifetime studying fear. And I can tell you, there's no movie we could be doing right now that's scarier than what's going on in our country. Amen to that, We're, my friend. There's no doubt about that. And, 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 I'll, and I'll tell you, that's funny because, and I, I've never put the coalition together like that. And, you know, and, and you and I, you know, outside of my show, you, we, we're very similar in, in past, and, and, you know, outside of Hollywood. And it's just funny that, you know, working with people and everything, and, and I never put that correlation, correlation together that you know, you've been working so many years in horror movies and yet the fear, and, and that's a great, that's a great analogy but um, you know, it, and I don't, I don't know if there's anybody that's done more horror movies than you, by the way, Dean. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty up there. I'm pretty <laughs> up there, and you know, I didn't go looking for them at all. Um, they just found me, and I found that in a horror film, I'm able to use all the emotional life that I love, and. Um, uh, I'm able to play those big arcs, like in the Frighteners, um, that I love to do. And so, uh, you know, do I still love to do comedies? Absolutely. And nice little romantic relationship films. Uh, I have, you know, several Christmas films on yes. now on Hallmark and Lifetime. And I, I love, I, I, I just love being able to pop into any genre that allows me to use my full emotional life. That's what I really love. No, and it's, and it's funny because I forgot looking over your bio and, you know, and, and I, and I know a pretty, a pretty nice amount of your career. Um, and that I forgot that you had did some of the great TV shows of the seventies and Starsky and Hutches and shows like that and Barney B. Jones's and 
things like that. Oh but yeah, that's how I got my start. I, I completely well, you know, I mean, and I and I and I was you know what you know I was some of my favorite shows, but I just forgot that you were cutting yeah, your teeth. Yeah. Well, time. honey, we're old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're entitled to forget some of that stuff. Right on, my but dear, it right was on. my it was my guest star on Lou Grant. Uh, where uh, Lynn Stallmaster, who was a huge casting director at the time, saw me and brought me in for the final day of auditions for 10. And that's when I booked 10, which was my first big movie. I forgot about that also. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, it's, and it's funny because, you know, I, I'll say this now is that, you know, and, and it was when going through and seeing, I mean, you, you were... Yeah, well, first of all, being an E.T., one of the most uh, classic, I mean, you know, my grandchildren have watched E.T. I mean, you know, and, and to sit there and say, you know, my 11-year-old my, my granddaughter, I told her you were going to be in the show, and she's like, and yes, she's watched the Halloween, so, yeah, you know, so I mean, so she was like, um, she was like, oh my gosh, she said she was more impressed that you were in Halloween that you were, <laughs> than you were in E.T., but she thought E.T. was really cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, well, uh, that's what I mean. I just go over every genre for every age you can find. You, hey, if you uh, if you email me her name and address, I'll send her a picture from Halloween. Oh, thank you, my dear. I love you for that. Thank you so much. She thinks oh, the most sure. awesome. Um, you know, but it, but it's funny though. At the same time, all those parts that you've done, you know, and in and, and classic roles, you know, there's some of them that kind of roll around that you look at and you go, man, I mean, like, but because people look at E.T. and they go, oh, my gosh, you know, when, 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 you know, when I did an interview with you a couple years ago at the Hollywood show, people like, oh, my, I mean, my Facebook lit up with, that's the, that's the, that's me, she's me, T, oh, my gosh, and boom, and then all of a sudden you get to, you could tell the differences of ages, of whether it be the kids to the adults to what type of movies they watched, you just have that multifaceted of talent that you could pop up. And I think what's, what, and I'm going to say this, is that I think people don't realize how funny you are. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're hilarious. Thank you. I've, I've seen I you can once. be. I can be pretty darn funny. And, and you can be snarky as hell, too. And I mean that in a nice, you know, I mean that, you know me, I mean that in a loving way, that you, you have great firebacks. And I've seen you on stage and, you know, and stuff. And, you know, and, and I think that's just one of those things that I think that in some ways you, uh, if they ever made a um, a Lake Placid, like a newer version of Lake Placid, I think you would be the perfect part for the lady on the lake that like Betty White did. Ooh. Ooh, I'm going to. I'm going to take that idea and run with it, see what I can do. Uh, they sign you, I want to part. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, but I, I, no, seriously, because you just can fire away and, and you're, you're a great hearted person, but you just have that, you have fantastic time and then you time and you, and you can fire away back and you can be funny and you can be, and I, and I just think it's a, you know, I would love to see you on a hot sitcom today. You know, I, I I think they would be one of the most awesome things that, you know, if they had a um, a Married with Children or a Roseanne type show or something like that, because I think you would just light it on fire. I'm Well, in, you know, I've had a couple of my own sitcoms right. on, and I yes. really, really loved them years ago, years ago, comedies. And uh, I, I, first of all, I love the whole 
hours and everything that goes with because you know you get there around nine o'clock and you rehearse <laughs> and and you go home at six o'clock and it's a far cry from what we do on a dramatic show when That's we're sure. usually on set by 6 a.m. <laughs> and you're lucky if you leave by 8. <laughs> That's that's the truth. I mean, you know, that's for sure. I mean, you know, you I worked with you on Just Add Magic and uh, wonderful show, by the way. Wonderful show. Thank you. Great show. Wonderful cast. And, uh, you know, and, and, and again, watching someone such as yourself working with every uh, aspect of experience of actor and actress on the show that, uh, you know, putting little tidbits in there. I think that's a wonderful thing you do, by the way, is that, you know, your experience, you, 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 you're great at sharing it. And I think that's a, that's an attribute to having somebody on the set as yourself because you're like that. And you're so, you know, you work with people who are just brand new on the scene to somebody who's, you know, been doing it forever. And I, you know, I, I, I so well, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's really, uh, part of the gift we give back. Uh, a lot of times new filmmakers will send me uh, a script or a project or something. I'll go, well, show me something that you've done. And if I think they know what they're doing, I'll hop on board to help them get it made. I, I, think, I, I, I think we have a duty to do that for those of us that have made it and made it in the industry and keep making it in the industry, right. you know, you got to give back. Yeah, ab absolutely. Absolutely. And you, and, and you do it, you do it, uh, you know, really well and with pride. And I think the idea is experience. I think, you know, many people have a great spot that they do in one genre of film or television or whatever. And like I said, you've done everything from the primetime TV cops and robber shows to soap operas as big as General Hospital, to sitcoms, to, you know, the, the biggest movies done, and, you know, in different ways, and I think that's really cool. Now, I do, you know, was, did you get one day just, when you were growing up, just get hit with the acting bug, and decided you wanted to be an actress? How did that work? Well, you know, my mother was a beautiful actress in community theater, and uh, produced and directed all the religious plays at our church. I started out as a baby Jesus and ended up as the Virgin Mary before I left Kansas. <laughs> and um, There's a movie in that so day. I, There's a movie in that day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I would watch how she moved people. And, uh, I mean, people from four states would come to watch my mother perform wow. what we called... Um, readings back then, 30-minute readings, like on the crucifixion and stuff. And grown men in the audience or in the church pews were crying. And I remember the day I sat there and looked around at all these people and went, wow, I want to do what my mommy's doing. I love that. I want to move people like this. And uh, we were extremely poor when I was growing up. But my mom um, bartered her secretarial skills to get me what they called back then elocution lessons, <laughs> how to pronounce I correctly. I haven't heard that word and, in years. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, she also taught me uh, humorous and dramatic readings that I did around town. So I kind of started getting... 
being groomed very early, but I really wanted to be a dancer. I started out as a dancer. I've been a soloist with a couple of smaller companies. But, you know, um, my prima ballerina German teacher took me aside and she said, I'm going to do you a big favor, Dee. You'll always be good. You'll never be great. If you want to be great, go do something else. Which is the best thing she could have done for me because she knew I wanted to be great in anything I did. Right. And, um, And so I turned my sights toward acting. Did you take that like, you know, you got run over by a dump truck? No, I kind of knew it. Okay. I, okay. You know, uh, but it's my dance has served me well in absolutely every single part that I've done. I mean, my body just takes on the ambiance of the character. Right. Um, when I got to New York, that's how... Uh, uh, I got my equity card was by dancing in a lot of industrial shows. And that's how I made my way out to Los Angeles. I danced across the country um, in the Oldsmobile (laughs) show. And I can remember... One of the lines was, tie a yellow ribbon around the nose mobile. <laughs> I can even remember the stupid, you know, kind of dance movement that went with right. it. But it served me really well. It sure. allowed me to make money in a creative way in part of my craft and got me to L.A. and... Uh, I've just, I've just used dance all my life in my acting everywhere. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny. My mom taught dance and that's one thing I didn't have a choice. Dance with your mother. You know, she was a single mom before it was popular as sport. Poor as can be. I know that ain't no joke. And, uh, you know, and I didn't recognize until I was a teenager, you know, and going through disco and everything else that this dancing and my mom says, you'll never have a problem getting a girlfriend if you know how to dance. <laughs> and you had a very smart mother. I, I I love her. I talked to her about every other day. Bless her. She's she's seventy. Good for 79, you. And she's she's my hero to this day. Um, yeah. You know, mine too. And, 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 and this is the thing is that it's funny though. But so you come and you and, hey, you know, any chance that you look at if they came to you and talked about dancing with the stars, you'd go on. I don't think so anymore. We just had a conversation about that, uh, about whether my daughter and I um, would do that together. You know, if they- yes, in a heartbeat, I don't think so, Neil. Right. I just, I just wondered. I mean, it'd be, it'd be wonderful to see you on there. Um, you know, it, it, it is grueling. You know that show. Yes, I, I, I saw it. it's a lot of work. I think maybe I'd rather work eighteen hours a day than. <laughs> well, it's a lot of work, and people get hurt a lot more than the public knows. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I did hear. I did hear that a lot. A lot of a lot of our mutual friends and, and acquaintances have been on there. You know, so I do hear it's pretty. Yeah, rough. well, life's too long. I got too much to do to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't bounce like I used to either, so I understand that, D. Um, you know, now now with that being said, um, you know, you got, you know, such a, uh, it's Halloween week, Halloween month, I should say, it's October, and uh, you've done so many horror movies, 
you know, growing up, is there a, a favorite horror movie you had, or were you a horror movie fan as a kid? No, I was scared to death. <laughs> as a matter of fact, my older brother was given strict instructions whenever he babysat me not to let me watch a horror film. So, of course, one night he put on The Bride of Frankenstein. Love it. <laughs> and freaked me out, and my mother made him let me sleep with him for a month. <laughs> That's, that was his, that was, yeah, because uh, she said, I'm not going to go in and sleep with her. I told you not to do that. <laughs> so, you know, and I had this big old huge closet, right? Right. Um, that was a big walk-in closet. And I thought, oh my gosh. There's always something at the back of my closet. I mean, that's I think that's why I am so good at horror films. Uh, because, oh, there goes the dog. Hold on, I'm sorry. It's Hold okay, on. Dee, it's okay, no problem, my dear. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lifebox Media Show. I am so sorry. I've got a rescue. (laughs) And every time, I swear to God, whenever somebody comes on the property, whether she's seen them every day of her life for the last four years, she has got to defend her mother. You know? (laughs) That is fantastic. So, so since you've done so many horror movies, and I don't mean ones that you've been in, do you do you ever watch a horror movie now? You know, as being oh sure, oh sure, uh, The Quiet Place is one of my favorite films. Ooh, nice uh, uh, favorite. You know, newer recent films, The Exorcist, one of my favorite older, and and a film called Don't Look Now. Have you ever seen it? Um, who's in that, D? Donald Sutherland yes, and Julie Christie. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes, fantastic film. I am telling you the direction in that film. You never see anything, <laughs> and it's you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. You know, if, if you know, scaring isn't always blood and guts. You know, and it's funny. I've done a lot of things. I've never done a horror movie. You know, you've done eight billion of them. Uh, you know, but I love the fact that that when you when you watch a movie, if you get scared before anything happens. I remember growing up, and I just my granddaughter and I just watched the Creature from the Black Lagoon series, you know. Oh yeah, all, all of them, you know. And, and and the first one, you know, Miss Julie Adams, God rest her soul, you know, she passed away not long ago. Wonderful woman, and the and my granddaughter was like, there wasn't a lot of blood and guts, but it was scary, Grandpa. I was like, that's what yeah. I grew up with. That's what I grew up with the suspense. And- yes, and that I think the suspense is a lot scarier than the blood and guts. Yeah, I mean, it was it really is. You know, you grew up with those old Universal movies. It was kind of like one of those deals. And, you know, The Wolfman and Frankenstein and Dracula, and they were it. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I am a big fan of the slasher movies, you know, which, which is what they're doing. So, you know, when you got on that hitch of horror movies, um, I mean, everybody now just says, my gosh, I mean, because you've done, uh, you know, with Cujo, which is, by the way, one of my all-time favorites. Thank you. It's my favorite film of mine. So you said that in my interview with you, and, and I wasn't sure if you were funny with me or, or serious. No. Or I think I did. I went as far as I could go as truthfully as I could do it. And 
you know, because in a horror film, you all you the tendency is you want to push, and and you want to comment on the fear, right. and so if you can really stay in the moment and really be true in the moment around what you have done, it's it's a great accomplishment, and I. I say humbly that I think I really did that in Cujo. You were, you know, I, um, you know, the movie Phone Booth comes to, you know, it comes to mind acting and like in regards to just in one spot. But you were way before Phone Booth, and that seemed like such a tight scene, and all all the adventure and all the things going on and everything else is, and the cameras being so focused on you. I mean, was it really hard? I mean, you know, to to get all that impact into it and. All focused. On it was you. the hardest thing. It was the hardest project I've ever done. Yeah, by far, physically, emotionally, uh, in every way. And um, if I never see another Pinto again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> As I actually just had this had this conversation with a client of mine last night that sit there and turn around and said that they had a Pinto and a Maverick, and I said. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah. you know, but it is a great picture you had on one of your sites that was with the actor that was the, the, the I guess the, the St. Bernard in it, uh, you know, that, that did one of the scenes, I guess, for the car, whatever else it was. And I was like, man, that had to be hot, long, tired. I was like, I had so much respect now, even watching it now. More so because obviously, you know, when you're young as a kid, you don't, you don't know everything that's going on in the movie. I was like, man, that was a lot of work. So, I mean, huge. That movie A lot of work. Today. And, you know, those dogs, there were 13 dogs that played Cujo. Wow. And um, they were all trained to go after toys. So it was a big game for them. <laughs> right. There was 13 of them, but only one of D. So every scene that was shot. I was there. And your your body and your brain don't understand that you're acting. You yeah. know, uh, it, it, you go through the same chemical reactions as you would if you were really in fight or flight for eight weeks. So blew my adrenals out, treated me for exhaustion. I mean, it was... I, I feel kind of like Catherine Hepburn in some of my stories, you know. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn gave up her health in so many different ways yes, in her to do her career. So. Yes, ma'am. I mean, a, a wonderful movie stands up today. Um, now, D, as far as the fact of, uh, you know, by the way, I just watched Stay Home. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> Everybody go to bloodydisgusting.com and watch my um, my gift to the horror fans. It's only about 20 minutes, but it's real tight. It's a play on the COVID era of stay home. You're safer if you stay home. Um, and a bunch of my horror buddy icons got together with me. <laughs> And uh, we we did this, and uh, it's just receiving some amazing response. So everybody, go watch it. Let me know how you what you think of it. Did you work on this with your daughter? 
I did. Um, I came up with an idea to do something. Right. And I took it to her, and she got together with her friend Chris Heck, and they wrote it. They co-directed it together. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, it really became a family affair, which I cannot tell you how much I love that, that I get to create with my daughter and do things with her. And we, daughter, we work together really well. She's directed me, you know, uh, in one of her short films. And that's Gabrielle Stone, director Gabrielle Stone. Give her credit. Yeah. You know, um, and, and that's, I, I love that. That is that is awesome that you two are working together. I mean, you know, I, I, I tons of times I've we, we've seen each other in Hollywood. You know, your daughter's been with you. And, and and it's very nice, very nice, and, and, you know, lady and everything else, and very talented. But watching this, every bit of it, as much as it can be tongue-in-cheek, is as cool it is. And the finish, when you go home, it takes you a minute, and you're cooking on, oh, damn. <laughs> you're like, oh, damn. Well, so I, I don't, I don't want to give anything away. Don't give it away. Don't give it but, away. But, but so, I, I, you know, it's funny. And you have Daniel Harris. You know, from Halloween fame and and Kane Hodder and 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 I'm and I'm and I'm, I'm uh, from you know Friday the Thirteenth and many other things Hatchet and everything else and, and, and please. Stout Taylor Compton yes um, who played my daughter in Halloween and has done amazing work everywhere yes. and uh, Barbara Crampton yes I, I, thank you and and I mean it, it was just I'm sitting there watching this and I'm and I'm watching this at about two thirty in the morning D so. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sleep, huh, dude? And no, yeah, yeah, really, right? You know, and I'm working editing and doing all those great things, you know, we do behind the scenes. And, and, and you know, and all of a sudden I'm sitting there watching this, and then I was like, I got three computers on the table, right? And all of a sudden, the, the hell with the computers, now I'm sitting there watching this. <laughs> so I loved well, it. It, it, was, it was, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, stay home. I suggest everybody to go check it out right now. Um, it's it's really it's a great short. I loved it. It was a lot of fun, and I real and and it, and it has a creepy feel to it, which I liked was cool. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, when I showed it to uh, Rob Zombie and Joe Dante, they went, "God, D, this is this is good. It's really good." I went, "Well, you guys, I learned from the best, you know." <laughs> now, now, do you I mean, you know, we did it on. Zero budget, pretty much. Right, right. Well, well, yeah, I mean, it's creative, and you know, and you guys can create, you know, and it's great to have a bunch of friends to get on board, you know, and cheers and salute to everybody, you know, on that. Now, Dee, what do you have coming up? Well, um, I have three films that I finished right before COVID hit. Um, 13 Fanboy, which I know the fans, it's been all over the internet hype about it. Um, Await the Dawn, which is a real cool sci-fi horror combination movie. And The Bewailing, which is, um, well, I don't want to give it away. It's a horror film. <laughs> it's, it's a bug film. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I have all those things coming out. I have several things um, that I am scheduled to do once everything opens. Okay. Once everything opens up. So, um, and I, I'm 
been extremely busy with all my um, life coaching and helping people through this tough time. And, um, you know, guys, I just want to say, please open your hearts and get back to love. This is not who we are, this divisiveness and, and this judging each other and not being able to sit down and talk with each other. We're creating a, a horrible horror film for ourselves right now Amen, in the friend. world. Amen, my friend. Yeah, and it's, it's not a horror film that you can turn off. Right. It's, it's, a, it, it's only a horror film that you can choose to replace with love. And, you know, I have so many of my friends from the Midwest writing me going, give us some direction, give us some direction about this election. And I, I go, you know, I'm not going to be partisan in any way, but I am telling you from the point of view of our consciousness, if it doesn't harmonize and align with love, or if a person doesn't align with love, don't vote for it. <clears throat> and, and you know, it, it, it's very, it's you know, and it, it's very. I, I'm glad because I, I'm really happy. I was happy in so many ways to have you on always, you know. But um, and please, by the way, when all your shows come back on, you know, you can call me in a minute. And we'll have you back on in five seconds. Um, okay. A, any, Deal. Any, anytime, my dear. Um, but you know, with, with the attitude of that, and you know, and coming forward and saying, "Look, you know what? I was in. I'm I'm outside of Nashville right now. I'm not in California right now. And March May. The, I'll make this quick because I know time's short. May May. Our March the third, we had a tornado come through here, and I was, you know, I watched it go by. And thank God we weren't affected, but a lot of people were. The whole entire the whole whole city came together. For yes, the next two weeks. Everybody on every doorstep, no matter what neighborhood it was, everybody was handing water, food, everything. There was one person that got arrested for looting because it was only one. All the rest of the entire city worked side by side, hand in hand, and, and because nobody had power, you know, 200,000 people without power. And everybody, you'd have been the proudest it could be, as the proudest I've ever seen of a city in, in many years. And I was like, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, things flipped. And, and, and I, and I, I want to go back to the part of it didn't, you know, of, hey, man, look, you need a water. I got one right here. What can I do? What can I help you? You know, people were digging out everybody's houses and cars. It didn't make a difference who you were or whatever. And it was it was the greatest yeah. thing to ever see, D. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Isn't that who we want to be? Yes, ma'am. Uh, and we don't. <clears throat> You know, we don't need a tornado or a hurricane in order to do that. That's a choice we have in every minute of our lives to respect the dignity of other energy. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and that's the thing. You know, it's like what they say at Thanksgiving. You know, we all, my, me and my kids, we all sit around the table and give thanks. And they say it should be all year round. Well, yes, it should be all year round. And, and that's why... You know, I love the message that you're portraying on the show, and I thank you for bringing, along with your friendship and your great expertise and, and your acting career and everything else to Lifebox Media Channel, also your positivity and your brightness that, uh, you know, we all need right now, and, and you know, I really appreciate that. Is there, um, where can everybody catch you on your show, Dee? Um, if you go to my website, I am 
dwallace.com. Uh, on the homepage, it will tell you how to call into my show on Sunday mornings. Uh, I'm a channel, Claire Audience channel. You can ask the channel anything you want to ask about anything. How do I make more money? How can I make my sex life better? Uh, how can I find the love of my life? It, nothing's off limits. Um, and it's just a really empowering show. Where do we find you at on all your social media, D? Oh, gosh. My daughter, D underscore Wallace. <laughs> D underscore Wallace. I, 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 yeah. I, you know, I thought about that afterwards because our last interview, that's exactly what said because your daughter had taken a walk and you're like, she has all that information better than I do. And that is the I, most- Seriously, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I just... There's too much negativity on there. I don't spend a lot of time on social media unless I post something really positive, you know. I'm, I'm telling is there anything you want to say to your fans, your listeners, our listeners out there? Um, oh, I just love my fans. I just love you guys. And, and you know, I just really want everybody to get up every day and say, okay, my heart's open. I'm, I'm going to look for love today. That's what I'm going to do. I love that. Dee, thank you so much, my dear, for taking the time. It's been a true pleasure, my friend. I, I, I appreciate your friendship first and, and you coming on the show, of course. But, you know, please stay safe. You have a wonderful day, and I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Much take, love to everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Lifebox Media Channel, Miss D. Wallace. Take care, my dear.